Of course you're feeling out of control because it's me that's in control, which is probably not good for you. Actual recording is high quality. Yeah. There you go. Okay. All right. You're good? I'm good. Are you good? I'm always good. All right. Well, (laughs) oh, fuck it. That's my intro. (laughs) Content catch up. Well, 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 friends and enemies, welcome to season four of the Content Catch-Up. It's been a while, but we're finally back and we're bloody excited. I'm here with Julian. Jules, it's great to see your face. Well, that's not what you said before. The The first thing that Bark said to me, everyone, friends and enemies, welcome back, um, was that I was looking a bit dusty, to which I said, Michael, I've, I was in bed by 11 o'clock last night. You're just saying that I look old as fuck. Pretty no, much. it might just it might just be your overall appearance, the scruffiness. Like you're cool, you're a cool dude, Jules, and maybe it's just your your long hair, your scruffy your natural, persona, natural appearance. You did have the AFL Grand Final yesterday that you went to. Well, the whole country had the Grand Final, but you you attended. <laughs> so we started was, that. How was it? W- one of one hundred thousand people that um went to the Grand Final. Yeah, it was. Look, I'd never been to a Grand Final before. Um. Had the option to purchase a ticket thanks to my lovely partner, Marnie Olsen-Young, who is uh, still, still enjoying the, <laughs> the grand final <laughs> celebrations with the Geelong Cats. Good on her. hope she's doing well. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it was... Re- reach out if you're not, Marns. If you, yeah, just, if you, just drop us a text. you haven't heard from... Yeah. <laughs> Response uh, my text. <laughs> um, no, it was, it was exciting. Look, I've never been to one before. Got to sit um, amongst all the cat supporters, which was obviously really good. Um, for those who don't follow football too much, Geelong pretty much dominated the opposition in what was a very one-sided grand final. Um, but look, like pre-match entertainment was great. A bit of Robbie Williams. Everyone knows I'm a bit of a Robbie Williams fan, so that was Delta, spectacular. Your, your girl Delta made an appearance as well. But Delta, I think Delta won. I think Delta was the, the best part of it. For all of the 45 seconds that she was out there, yeah, she was sensational. Yeah. Well, it's um, better than just Robbie by himself. No, you can't say that. Um, what else was entertainment? <laughs> Bit of Australian music at halftime. I don't know. Look, it was fun. It was fun. We just went, watched the game, enjoyed the atmosphere. 100,000 people is just like a – it's a fucking lot of people. Like, yeah, it's, it's you know what I mean? Jules. Yeah, no, it is. Well, do you did you enjoy? Like, it was a bit too much for you, or did you just soak it in? I I enjoyed it. I didn't like. um, I didn't find it overwhelming, perhaps because I was sitting with people I know, and then like the only times I really got up were you know to go to the bathroom or to go grab a beer. Um, So it wasn't like, um, yeah, I was stuck in crowds or anything for too long. I imagine if you had got there late or like slightly later and you were trying to line up to get in and it was thing. But anyway, that's getting away from it. The The whole experience was great. Uh, would I do it again? Probably not as a neutral supporter. Um, I'd go for my own team. Actually, I don't know if I could go for my own team. I could think, think that'd think be too stressful. To. Nah. But like if you had would... the opportunity. Yeah, I don't sure, know. It's like once in a lifetime thing. Well, I've, I'm only going to live one lifetime, so I've done it now. Tick it off the bucket list. No, for your old team, you dimwit. Anyway, yeah, let's talk about me. Dimwit. Fuck no, it. actually, <laughs> let's get off the grand final. Let's go back to so since we've well, since we stopped season three, let's have a bit of a catch up on our lives. Jules, let's start with you over in. No, you no, in a we, bit of a. 
We just started oh. with me. Let's talk about you for a bit. This is not just the Julian Walls Okay, podcast. what do you want to know? What have you been doing since season three finished? Talk to us. Oh, see, season three. Um, I had a bit of a, bit, a busy period with freelance shoots, mm. which was a bit of fun. So a few big, name, big names to throw around, humble brag. Um, had one with Sam Kerr first off. That was great. Sam At least it wasn't Wayne Kerr. I've missed, I was going to say I've missed these calls, but I really don't sometimes. So I had a Sam Kerr shoot with um, the Female Athlete Project, which was a lot of fun. So the Female Athlete Project, a lot of you probably already know, but is a great brand slash podcast slash bit of everything just celebrating um, women athletes and women in sport. So they got Who's me on board by? to help uh, Chloe Dalton. So Chloe Dalton is the founder. Shouts, Chloe. Um, and then... After Sam Kerr, uh, the following week, Seth Curry, NBA. Whew. I was going to say, I'm not going to be the Australian media. NBA player, he's not a superstar because, you yeah. know, Australian media he's calls not. everyone superstars. Yeah. And not, Brother of not a superstar. People, yeah. If, I was going to say, for people that don't follow the NBA, Steph Curry is probably the one you, you'd heard of, but Seth Curry, I don't know why their parents would do that. Um, He's the brother, but he, he was down at a facility called Hoop City that he sort of ran a basketball camp. He had a bit of a tour in Australia. So, yeah, two big so names, let, Jules. Let's wind this back a bit. Um, first of all, if you were to compare yourself and Darren to the Stefan Seth Curry dynamic, same brothers, who would be Stefan, who would be Seth? What, like a basketball thing or like who's succeeding nah, nah. in life? Yeah, who's, who's, <laughs> who's the alpha of that brother relationship? Um, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I can't, I don't have an answer for that, Jules. Yeah, that means you're saying yourself and is, also, uh, you're saying you're Steph and Darren not, Seth. Not at all. It's also assuming that Seth Curry isn't doing well in life, which he's doing very well. It's just that obviously Steph outshines him probably a bit with the basketball. Significantly. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. that's question anyway. one. And tell us a bit about, okay, Sam Kerr, what was she like? Obviously, like Sam- one of Australia's most high-profile athletes, one of the most high-profile yeah. athletes in the world. Um, what was she like? Yeah, so um, I guess most of you know, but soccer player, as you said, who does she play for in the actual? Everton? Yeah. It's not- Chelsea? Chelsea? I think Chelsea, maybe. Anyway. Yeah. One of the blue Massive teams. name. Yeah, massive name, massive sort of star in the Australian sports and the well, sports all over. But um, in person, you couldn't tell. Like, she was that down to earth, very approachable, very normal. And you probably wouldn't, from what I've heard, you wouldn't expect anything less from Sam. Like, from what I've heard of everything, she's just that. That's what you expect. Um, yeah, like, there was not, there's no real, there's just like a, a small room when we recorded the podcast and she was very, like, welcoming, very normal. Um, sort of a funny contrast between her and Seth Curry, like just how one, I'm not going to say Seth was cold, but he definitely wasn't as warm and mm. approachable as Sam. So it's like okay. a bit of an interesting, yeah. What What do you think that is? Do you think that's um, a bit of ego or do you think it's just personality? I don't know. Like it might be a bit of like the culture. Like I, I'm not going to say Seth, he didn't come across as rude. Like he's a lovely guy, especially to the kids, like very open with his time and whatnot, but. Just the, yeah, I hate to use the word vibe. Oh, mum's <laughs> FaceTiming, should I call? No, yeah, I'm I put her on. <laughs> no, no, sorry, mum, call you back later. Um, But he was just like, yeah, like we mic'd him up for the content we did and it's just, yeah, like it wasn't very warm is how I'd describe it, but mm. he was all right, whereas Sam was very warm, very, very normal. 
very friendly. I'd say, so take that. Yeah, take that what you want. So a lot going on there for you. Be some big dogs um, in the mm-hmm. freelancing world. Are we going to touch on something that you've managed to to forget within this? Is the sleepover party that you freelance for the Sophie Casia? Um, oh Jesus, the that was party like six months ago. Yeah, well, <laughs> well we haven't spoken about two. it now. Let's let's walk through this one. So Sophie Casia yeah. is. A, a, pardon me if I'm not pronouncing it correctly. Um, one of Australia's leading influencers has a, a lot of brand, not in the sports sports world so a bit bit out of the ordinary for you to be yep. t shooting this i've i've got to say not not as a knock but it's not your bread and butter um hey, you gotta wear many hats as we know well you've got to wear many pairs PJ of pajamas party <laughs> <laughs> yeah good one talk us through it um did you what was the pajama choice you went for because i don't imagine you was a pajama man did you have to go and buy <laughs> I didn't, some <laughs> I didn't wear the cashier pajamas let's get that clear no this one is a very random freelance shoot that came up through her partner and now fiance, I think Maddie Garrick, basketball player, um, done a bit of work for Maddie, and that popped up that uh, that so they needed a bit of a videographer at their pajama party launch night. This was like a good six months ago, and I got to say, I was in the prime of um, just after. No, it was just before surgery, and I almost stuffed up my knee by bending down to get the right <laughs> angle there. So that's that's the right, my main memory from that shoot. But yeah, not much to tell. A bit different, but oh dear, got to be adaptable. <laughs> I would have, um, I would have loved to to see you in that setting, just well, crouching everyone... in the corner where everyone's in their pajamas. You big creep! I, actually, I nearly sta- I nearly stacked it down the front when I nearly hurt my knee, but luckily I didn't. Um, hey, fun segue here, Jules. Mm. So I've been just throwing a few big dog names at you. Who mm. have you? What famous people or athletes have you met in your life? If you need a bit a uh, bit to think about, I want to start with. Segue from the AFL Grand Final, Delta Goodrum. You know I've met her. Yeah, you've met Delta. Um, I'll throw I'll throw two others at you. Doctor yeah. Harry, <laughs> Harry's practice. <laughs> Doctor Harry um, and Tom Gleason were the three I had. I don't think I've ever if met you, anyone that famous. Fuck! If you met the run sheet, this would be a good discussion point. But anyway, I put some well, effort yeah. into that run sheet. I I read through it and sent you some notes on it. You wanker. Don't don't pretend like I Where? didn't read it. In via text, dickhead. Not today. I've sent you some thoughts on it though. It's not like I haven't read it. I just don't have anyone that I've met that's famous. Oh, okay. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. All right. Well, that was fun. That was a bunch yeah, of thanks, shit. Yeah, thanks, mate, for, for saying how boring I am. I did meet a band called Carnival once. Um, they're pretty cool. And I, I was backstage for a Vampire Weekend concert. That was awesome as well. But I wouldn't say that I've met anyone particularly famous. Okay. Andy Lee, does that count? Yeah, it counts. Was that a work setting? That was through work though, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, I actually put in brackets non-AFL slash Carlton, so another run Okay. Um, Note by you. Anyway, your trip to America, Jules. You... You did your yes. wedding. You, uh, you were the celebrant to your mate's wedding. Tell, talk the, us through it. How was it? The, well, look, it was a it was a good experience. Um, so got got to the wedding, um, had the rehearsal dinner. Very American wedding. Um, not a knock, just very different. Like there's three or four what days. What does that of, mean? Three or four days of stuff that was going on. It wasn't just like I'll okay. oh, rock up for the wedding and you're done. Or even if you're part of the groom's party, like normally you get there a day before and you. You know, stay with the groom and then go to the wedding. Anyway, 
it was three or four days of stuff. There was a dinner one night, the first night we got there, and then there was a rehearsal dinner the next night, and then the wedding, and then there was like a breakfast the day after. Um, that sounds tiring. It was, and to be honest, we bailed on the breakfast the day after because we were just exhausted at, at that stage and just had had enough of wedding stuff. No, sounds no shade. It's just uh, that's who I am, and that's once I'm done with socializing, I'm done with socializing. Um, anyway, the wedding was so in the rehearsal. The the um, what do you call it? Like wedding planner was like to me. Okay, there's three things you need to remember. Number one, their names. Ask every yeah, their names. Fuck that. If I fuck that up, um, <laughs> when when they're coming in, ask everyone to stand up so they can the bride can have everyone standing up. Tell everyone to turn off their phones and no phones or videos throughout the ceremony, and get out of the way of the photo um, when they're kissing. So like oh, the first yeah. kiss, like move out of the way because you don't want to be in there. So I've got these three things in my mind and I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to fuck this up. All right, like stand up. So I started off with the phones off, had this great bit about like turning your phones off. We're paid videographers, photographers, ETC to be here. We don't need so you, you went, filming it. So you weren't serious with that one? You didn't add a joke in there? Oh, it was a bit of a joke. I said, no one here's okay. Spielberg. No one here's David Nattenbro. Oh, we don't need anyone to to cover this just so you can upload funny it to jokes. Facebook. Yeah, it was pretty funny. I think I got some laughs out of the audience. <laughs> yeah, Haven't had a chance to review the footage yet, oh, but uh, once we do, we'll do it live, okay? Okay. Um, so I did that. No, we're never then doing I- anything live again. <laughs> <laughs> um, to tell everyone to turn their phones off. Gets closer. To remember to tell everyone to stand up. Everyone's standing up, right? So now in my mind, the next thing that's going on is that I've got to get away from the kiss when they kiss like that. I've done my job. I'm, yeah, I'm reading through my notes. So about like three or four minutes into the ceremony, I see the wedding planner like standing down the back, just like doing this with her hands. And for those just listening, like just doing a like up and down motion with her hands. And I'm like, to you? Yeah, to me. And I'm looking at her going, all right, like, what the fuck does that mean? Does that mean... We didn't like, go over this in rehearsal. Yeah. Does that mean I'm talking too fast? That's what I, I thought. I thought like maybe I'm talking too fast. Um, so I start talking slower. Like slow it down <laughs> a little bit, right? <laughs> thank <laughs> you. Yeah, thank you. Congratulations. <laughs> um, anyway, but she's, she's still doing the signal. And I'm like, I have no fucking idea what this means. It's starting to throw me. I'm like looking at my notes, looking at her, like, I'm losing my mind. One of the groomsmen, like while the um, while something else is going on, one of the groomsmen kind of like grabs me and I sort of go over to talk to him and he's like, you haven't told anyone to sit down yet. Oh, Everyone's no. still standing. So <laughs> you forgot point two. <laughs> yeah, I've got – no, it was point – 2a or 2b or whatever you want to call it a sub to like stand up um so poor grandma's in the front row knees are shaking from standing up for 10 minutes listening <laughs> you to it. but it got got through it made a little joke i said oh, look i'm very sorry uh i've clearly forgotten to tell everyone to sit down sorry uh you can sit down now unless you want to keep that's standing. really good yeah. first so got of the, uh, season um but got out of the way of the photo as well um so all good Okay. That was a good experience. Apart from that, trip was really good. Rented a camper van, uh, drove from yeah. LA up the way to Seattle. Got to go to a couple of baseball games. We went to 
a baseball game. What are they like in person? Because we we, Uh, we bag baseball a bit, don't we? Nah, big fan now. It's a completely different thing actually. That's because you've got no attention span for sports. (laughs) What? (laughs) No, it's true. You don't watch cricket. cricket. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, it's fair enough. Yeah. Um, okay, so baseball has changed your opinion on by going to a couple of games live. That's good. I, I never mind. I didn't mind it, but like I'll, now I'd probably sit down and be able to watch a game if it was on TV. Yeah. Who's your team? Oh, still the Red Sox. Oh, we, right. went, okay. we went to um, a game in Seattle, which was unreal. Um, some of the graphics, those like – I wish I had recorded like some screen. of their on-big-screen graphics because yeah. like I think everyone here can learn from how boring we do ours, oh, which is – Look, at you can't switch off your content oh, mind. Wait, I'm, that's, uh, we've got a new segment coming up later, and I think I'm going to bring this up. I haven't put it in the run sheet, but I'm going to bring it up <laughs> later on. Okay. Throw um, it to me. Yeah, so anyway, good trip. I don't want to spend too much talking about it. Had a really good time. Got to see a lot of good friends. Played a game of footy with the Boston Demons. Yeah, we've actually got, got a, a bit of uh, a few photos slid into our DMs that we might see in. a bit later on yeah. if we find a purpose for them. But, yeah, okay, so um, any, any more takeaways from it? I put in the run sheet three takeaways. but From my trip? Good. Okay. Yeah. Um, Sports in America is the greatest platform that any content creator can have. Yeah, hands down okay. because there's so many levels to it um as will one of the another examples i've got later is all college but they're just sports mad everything is yeah. sports yeah well, we've, i remember touching on college in season three or whatever and we we're saying how like it's borderline bigger than our afl or our oh, biggest yeah. sport because at high school college it's madness but sorry yep point two um america's expensive <laughs> that's my point too <laughs> realistic yeah yeah very realistic um there is something to be said about working in digital and being able to switch off your phone and be unconnected. Yeah, and I did that. I for the really last appreciated 10 days. it. Yeah, yeah, did that for the last ten days. I've been off work, and it's the first time I've done it properly. And I don't know why. Like, it's a bit of practice what we preach, but you're right. It, it helps so much. Just, um, I don't know if you found this, but you just have so much more energy to do other stuff and not get caught up in just scrolling endlessly yeah. or replying you know, to texts or whatever it might be. You know Not what's that funny I do about that? that. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> that, so I wanted to touch on that because you, um, I thought of you when I had, so I did the same thing with my emails, Carlton emails when I've been off and I had like, I think it's like 40 something emails, but that, that really irritated me having that red 40 something emails, but then embracing it actually makes you feel good. Cause you're like, I'm, I'm missing shit and I'm embracing yeah, I think so um, as well. But yours is uh, to the next degree of ridiculous numbers, not having read it. Yeah. Anyway, that's enough of um, all that shit, I think, isn't it? Are we, are we covered um, off yeah, the off-season? We've covered off the off-season. I want to, each episode we do, I want to do a bit of a catch-up because it's sort of like a weekend review of mm. our lives. So I just wanted to quickly touch on the Brownlow because not every team gets to have a Brownlow medalist in the AFL and... If you don't follow the AFL, it's basically the the league's best and fairest. So we at Carlton had Patrick Cripps and he won the Brownlow. So I had the week off, Jules. I did make a little quick video just in case we won, which is great to see it being used. Um, but apart from that, I had nothing to do with it. So how was it? Was it, it from? It was actually quite interesting to follow it from someone who's not part of it, like who's just following the content. But um, quick, quick touch on the Brownlow. Yeah, I think. Um... 
it was one of the most more exciting Brownlow counts that I've watched in in years. It did come down to the last vote. So we, as with everything, we had some stuff ready to go just on the the thing or the chance that Cripper won. We we highlighted him as our our best chance to win. Um, we're probably lucky we're not from a team like I don't know Brisbane or. Geelong or Collingwood where there's multiple people that could have won it. Um, but, yeah, it was it was chaotic in the end, um, just trying to get everything done. But it was it was a pretty fun experience. Like um, the, the team did a really good job of actually covering it in the end and, and making sure. So Brownlow ends at, let's say, 10.30 at night. Cripper's the winner, da-da-da-da-da. We get the highlights out. We get the graphics out. We get the article out. Then you start posting photos from the night, him getting the medal, him little clips from TV of him with his partner, him shaking players' hands, him doing his speech. All that's got to go out that night. Um, and then you get the the call from the media team and they say, hey, uh you got a chance to do an interview with Cripper tomorrow at six o'clock in the morning. Let's, let's touch on this soon. The poor bugger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The poor, poor Digi team. So Crit, Critter, Minty and Rose all went they to went cover that. There. Yeah. After working that night as well, um, finished at like 1231, I'd like to say straight up at 5am and off to crown. Um, look, it's chaotic, but it's probably one of the few times where it's that chaotic aside from a, a win, like normally with yeah stuff like that, you, you kind of know, um, but with Brownlow, it's completely different. Um, I think they did a good job of covering pretty much everything. Um, and it's also hard, like from a content perspective, like with Cripper doing fucking 30 different interviews, they're all end up sounding the same. So yeah, how do you actually differentiate that? Um, and get something different out of him. Yeah, I think we did a really good job from a fan's perspective following it from just celebrating what we can celebrate. from. So for like a club like Carlton, there hasn't been a lot to celebrate in terms of wins and even though it's an individual award, it's it's very like, it's great for the club, it's massive for the club and we had like, I want to say about like 10 to 15 posts up that night. Like that's mm. more than we've ever done for a game. Uh, I think I'd happily, like I'd easily say, it, like you're the one who, posting it but we I reckon we had about 15 posts and I, I think it was great that we did that many because I think there have been times in the past where I felt like we could post more on wins or whatever just to sort of go nuts mm. and soak up the moment but we did a lot and it was good that was I think so I, I think so as well I think the team did a really good job of um yeah just capturing the excitement of Carlton fans like you said they haven't got much to oh they haven't had a lot to celebrate over the years this year has been a turning point and then to be able to see one of their favourite players um, who stuck through all the bad times and actually grown up as a player at Carlton achieve the top individual um, yeah, individual bit of success that a player can have in the league, that's it's pretty fun. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it was a, a good week, good week to for Carlton um, and a lot of content that came out of it. Did just quickly was the raw photo or the raw camera phone vision of Cripper hugging his family and partner from us, or do we need to give a shout out to I assume Anne from the AFL social media team because that I feel like that raw content can just not be beaten. Like that is still I the best sort of. I'm not sure. I don't want to. I think um, our media uh, GM, sorry, Ness was there, so I'm not sure if she captured that. 
or whether and captured that. So let's Either leave way. that one. Yeah. Either way, though. Shout out. Another, yeah, we can save that shout out, but another sort of reminder that it's about working mm. on your smarter, not harder, because that raw phone vision, like that beats everything, I think. Like you don't 100%. need to produce something to the nth degree and pump it out. You just need a phone vision <laughs> capturing the moment. Yep. Exactly. Let's, uh, should we quickly wrap up grand final before we go to this other point here? Yeah, grand final. What do you want to talk about? Like I want to, yeah, I want to, want to bring this up. So, for everyone listening at home or watching, we're also just trying out Riverside. So, bear with us if this is not working. It looks, it looks pretty good so far. Uh, yeah, give us a freebie. We can't afford anything. <laughs> All right, let's have a look at this. Does look uh, good. Here we go, Bucks. We're on. Ooh, you can run see. Sheet. Yeah, got the run sheet up. Um, here is what I wanted to bring up. So, all gear, uh, Geelong have been saying like, or, or critics of this team, Geelong Cats, who won the premiership yesterday, is that they're too old. Their average list age is something like thirty, which is sounds crazy, but in football, that's pretty, that's pretty old considering like other teams are twenty four, twenty five as like a mm. prime list age is what they say. Um, so. I think that the start of the year commentators were saying, oh, too old, too slow, there's there's no chance. So this graphic that they've produced, um, the caption that goes along with it is, too old, too slow, too good. The cup will look great down at the retirement home. And what they've done is they've um, got an illustrator to to make two of their players, Tom Hawkins and Joel Salwood, look really old um, with like a wheelchair and a walking frame in the background holding up the Premiership Cup and Geelong Retirement Home just on the, the race, excuse me, behind them. Love it. Unreal. You know, it's, and do you, do you know who made this, Jules? Uh, I want to say it's our friend Lee Olsen. It's our very our friend, friend of the show, guest of the show, Lee Olsen. Now, he does, I think he's done a few uh, bits of work for the Geelong Cats and um, as soon as I saw this, I actually don't have confirmation that he even did this, but I'm 99 percent sure because it's it's just it's just his style. Or whatever. I'd say it would be. Let's um, Lee, if you're listening to the show, let us know if this was you because I have a feeling it was as well. But <laughs> it's this. Sorry. No, I was going to say this is also great because I was worried this was their first post celebrating the premiership, and I'm like, oh, like, do you want to go with funny? Like, not 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 that it really matters, but like, surely go with something a bit more like celebratory before this one but i think they had an actual um premiership uh yeah, post before as well let's uh let's have a look i think they did i think it was well. um an all of team one or something oh the second one they actually did go this one first they had their final oh. score oh, then that's, this. Good. Yeah. that's yeah. fine yeah um a shit fan a shit game for a um, generic fan though blowout <laughs> it was a bit of a blowout wasn't it um, <laughs> um but yeah good clap back i think you as a social media admin, you'd be waiting for an opportunity to do something like that, wouldn't you? Yeah, I think so. Mm. It's always good when you run with the um, sort of the the outside noise and you can sort of poke fun at it when you push it back in their face. Everybody yeah, loves exactly. to do that. Into the content, the only uh, thing I learned how to do on my week off was I've read a book for the first time in 20 odd Jesus years. Jesus so Christ, what I've, was it? Uh it was called Twisted. It's a thriller book in Elise's collection, and I finished it last night actually. So, everyone, go out and read a book because it actually is quite enjoyable. Away was from it the thrilling? 
Uh, yeah, I was thrilled. Wonderful. Put socks off. Uh, put them back on. It's a bit cold. Anyway, let's jump into some content, Barks. What have you got? Yeah, content for me. Documentaries aren't dead, Jules. Cop that. <laughs> Cop that, wanker. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I don't know why I targeted that at you. But no, during the, I was going to say our off-season, um, I wanted to quickly highlight a, so this is a documentary series in the WNBL, the um, the Melbourne Boomers specifically, they're the one of the, I think Melbourne has two teams or Southside Fires is their second team in Melbourne, but the Melbourne Boomers, um, they had a documentary produced by Adam McKay and Adam McKay has a, I think it's his company called Undefeater that produced this documentary. Um, it's actually a series on SBS Fireside and I think KO and Fox Sports have actually picked it, picked it up now because episode one aired last week and it must have been, um, that sort of successful that KO and Fox Sports have picked it up as well, which is great. But basically, it's called Sidelined. Uh, the actual title is Sidelined, the Fight for Equality in Women's Basketball. And I'd, I'd highly recommend anybody, even if you're not into basketball, but just sort of want to get an insight of to what the WNBL League actually is like and I guess what the players are like as well. It's it's sort of covering the Melbourne Boomers season, but it was a really good timing because they won the premiership. There were a lot of stories to sort of be told during the season that are a lot bigger than sports. So it's in the name, the quality for women's basketball, really raw sort of insight into what um, they actually go through. And you've got the trailer here, Jules. We can maybe play that afterwards. Yeah. We'll link this and we'll put it up on our YouTube version as well. But episode two actually airs tonight. But, yeah, I, I just wanted to raise it because I think it's done a terrific job. And um, I think we've seen the power of what the power of documentaries can actually do, Jules. So, like, mm-hmm. Drive to Survive is one, but this one is um, sort of what I'm hoping that they can do, that it has a similar impact, that they can sort of push the product, the WNBL product, to sort of where it needs to be because it doesn't get the coverage it deserves, the marketing of it the exposure of it, the players, there's a line in it about one of the players like saying to the camera, like, are we not marketable? Marketable, like, is that is the problem us? Like, it's just, yeah, it's a really good uh, watch. So go out and watch it. Yeah, I, I haven't watched it um, just yet, but I watched the trailer before. Um, and I think what was really interesting that, that grips you is the rawness of the players talking about like some of those themes that you said, like oh, no. there's one bit in that, that trailer where they, they say, oh, at one stage there was a, a shot for $10,000 um, like for a half court shot. And that was more than what most of the players were getting paid that yeah. year, that season, um, which that, shows, that's what, crazy. yeah, shows where it's kind of at, doesn't it? Like it's, yeah, that stood out to me too. Yeah, kind of bizarre. Um, it, I th- I think what you're saying with documentaries is like so true as well. It's like um, it we we are very focused on short content, and I think that still is the key for day to day. But almost, I feel like since ESPN Thirty for Thirty became a little bit more mainstream, we've seen more clubs and more teams pushing longer form content and non-biased longer form content. So like going out to external producers and saying like, Hey, come have a look at our team and, and make a story about it. Um, yeah. There's another one currently running fearless for AFLW on, on Disney. Yeah. Plus. I watched that. yeah. yeah. Um, similar kind of themes, like again, women's sport, um, but from a 
from their perspective and not being told by media managers or by clubs what what to say, what not to say, that kind of thing. And I, I think that's that's the important part of documentaries for me anyway is like as as insiders to, to, to content and to teams, we're lucky enough to have that insight to what players really think but they don't often get to share it and it's their chance to be as raw and open as they want. Yeah. No, I totally agree and I think it's a great point because I, I don't think – longer form documentaries especially from clubs i don't think it's enough just to do like round by round inside of like what the mm. season entails i think you need an overarching storyline and sort of uh, a, a overall point to it rather than just like this is an insight into our season yeah 100 percent um spoilers did boomers win last year Yes, sorry, I just yeah. spoiled that. They won. <laughs> they won the, they did win it. That's why it was very good timing. But like, it's, <laughs> even if they didn't, I think it would have been as powerful. But um, is your camera working? Sorry, we can. I can't yeah. see you anymore. Oh, oh can't you? Okay. No, nah, mine's up here. Okay, never mind. Um, yeah. yeah. So no, I just quickly wanted to um, run that run over that, Jules, and highly recommend to anybody out there um, if you see it pop up in your TV or need something to watch. But um, what have you what have you got for me, Jules? What I've got for you, and it's something again we've we've spoken about before. Um, so a few weeks ago, I stumbled over this um, this graphic here, uh, Liberty Wake Forest. So it's a game day graphic, which is I don't even know how to describe it. It's just very detailed for um, a college football team. For those sitting at home, it doesn't look anything like a game day graphic all that would tell you that it is a a game day graphic is that it's got a stadium in it yeah it's got like yeah it looks like or like a national geographic um documentary right so it's for those at home just listening it's got like three eagle three eagles flying over the borderline from virginia to north carolina obviously i think virginia were playing north carolina so it's like this battleground um moving towards you know here we are on the attack pretty like spectacular um yeah just yeah. very interesting to what uh, to look at but then i saw um that in the the comments here that, that they've actually tagged uh, Liberty Flames Creative. So I went back and I like had a look at this and it's the official account of the Liberty University's athletic creative team. Um, and this is just where all the creators come together and they they post their work. Like they, they can share posters, they can share videos, they tag who's created it. Um, the athletes in it, there's a bit of the process behind the scenes, um, all that kind of stuff. And I was just thinking like, I know we've seen this before. Um, we, or we've spoken about it before with Don's digital and, and how that, like how they use that account to, you know, showcase their art and everything like that. Um, but I wanted to kind of bring it up again in terms of a, like, is this a like safer way for content creators to get recognition without number one seeming to like they have too much of an ego and it's not all me, me, me by posting on their personal accounts all the time and also to like protect themselves from um, like the, the ruthlessness of fans like who would just be like, oh, like were we just posting graphics or like who cares if you made this, this, that, whatever. 
and three, like share within a, a, a great community of creators without, again, fearing the backlash of anything. Yeah, I, I really like it. I think, I think, yeah. So have we seen it in the Australian landscape beyond Don's Digital? Like, it probably doesn't matter too much, but I think. I think it's really cool. Like, I think it's almost like a it's almost like a fan account of the team, mm. but like from a different angle because you can yeah celebrate um, more internal things and show behind the scenes is one thing. Like, I saw that video of someone holding the camera of how, how things are actually made because I think the real like rusted on fans would love to see not only how the end product of an interview. Let's use an example, but the people behind it and the person asking the questions is the stuff that. I think you need to see more of because it, that mm. that's sort of um, giving credit to who, who who's actually doing the work and making the fans feel connected to the club. So, yeah, I really like it. I think so as well. And I I would like to do see more of this stuff because, you know, we, we exist in a place where, like, you've got to get a job and you've got to make a name for yourself, right? Um, there's yeah. no doubt. Um, but sometimes building up your own personal brand can – can be tiring and also like if you're not that type of person to always like want to post about yourself it, yeah. it is hard um it's a, it's a really good point it's like a form of a resume through uh like for people that yeah might not be comfortable putting themselves out there too much and then it might actually yeah. help them move on with their career it's just like the workplace celebrating employees and i think um I think that's important as well. And like, it's not for fans who want to follow it. It's for other creators and other people within the industry that can go through and be like, Oh, Hey, I like really like the, the work that Carlton's putting out at the moment. Um, mm. without having to go find on LinkedIn or whatever, or gondola or whatever it might be like who the creatives are. He, he's every creative, bit of work they've done. Maybe I'll find the graphic designer or the video producer or the social person like, I think it's, yeah, I think it's an easy way to do it. You can also post things that if you remember your, um, your wishful segment of the, the stuff that doesn't get used. So like mm. graphics that you might make for a Paddy Cripps Browner that doesn't get used. You could easily post it on this. Yeah. The cutting room floor stuff. Cutting room floor. That's the one. Yeah. yeah. Do you think, do you think you draw the line that if this feels like an account you've got to manage like this, this is great, but what if it got to the point of, uh, it feels a bit more of a chore, like, oh, what are we going to post on the Liberty Frames creative? We haven't had a post for days, or is that you, you need? You need. You really need an understanding of this is this is for us. This is fun. We don't need to put time into planning out posts. Eh? Yeah, I think I think that's more the case. I think you post when you've got something cool that comes up, and it like you're posting it anyway on the the main account. Let's say all it takes is a retweet and a and a tag or like a little bit of extra insight that someone might have captured of like the behind the scenes that you can then post again. Um, I don't think it needs to be too well thought out, to be honest. No. One of my favourite examples, uh, just to close this off, um, one of my favourite accounts to follow actually for the Los Angeles Clippers, my NBA team, is clippers.jpg. And this is one of the first ones that um, we actually talked to Darren about it for the NBL. They do one as well. But um mm. It's literally just all the best Clippers photographers. Sorry, all the best Clippers photos from whatever it might be. But it's like there doesn't need to be purpose behind, like an angle behind. It's just posting mm. the best photography. And it sounds like such a simple concept because it is, but it, yep. it gives the fans such great insight into how many photos they actually do take. Yep. And it's simple. It's quick. It, the photos are already there. Yeah. It's great for it. 
Um, yeah. Anyway, that's that. Liberty Flames, creative. Highly recommend to follow if you're looking for some inspiration. Yeah, all about it. So we move now, on to some eggs. Egg of the week. Let's see if this works. Let's see if you can hear this. <laughs> Couldn't before. Nah, you didn't hear it, did you? No. <laughs> if Connie hears it, though. Yeah, yeah, we got the egg of the week. <laughs> yeah, I'll just I'll just take your word for that it worked. But uh, yeah. new and improved Riverside, thank you for your help with the audio <laughs> assist. Um, now, Jules, I've got a quick egg, uh, egg from yesterday. Yeah. Now, we love... We love... So, when the AFL Grand Final, each player gets called up to the stage, shakes a kid's hand, and... Um, gets their medal, but Tom Stewart yesterday, <laughs> a he completely ignored the the little girl handing him the medal, like he got the medal around <laughs> his neck, com- completely ignored the handshake. So the girl gets ignored the handshake, left hanging, and if that's not bad enough, puts his arms up, both arms up in celebration, and knocks the girl's hat off oh, that he just put dear. on her head. On an egg, egg. Even though he's just won a, a grand final, it's still an no, egg. No, stuff it. Yeah, fucking <laughs> still an egg. Yeah, poor little girl. So good stuff. Stuff <laughs> from the old Australia there. Um, good find. What have I got for Egg of the Week? Oh, oh yeah. Of course. Yes, there we go. <laughs> He's always um, in it. Saw this the other day. Um, I think this would this would also cause some late night trauma for you, Bark. So this is a promo that was run, I think, during the, either the NFL or um, some major sporting broadcast in, the, in America. Have a look at this. Meteor flight. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, that is <laughs> awful. How many people would that go through to actually get missed, though? Like, that's... Oh, dear. <laughs> Real premiere nerd thing. There. Yeah, very nerdy premiere thing. So, for anyone just listening, um, there's this clip, and, and then halfway through, there's this big red warning sign which comes up in Premiere or After Effects or any video editing software where the actual original clip is no longer in the file project folder, so it can't reference it. And it just says media offline. But it's so dramatic because it's got it in like six different languages just yeah. for like <laughs> one simple it feels, message. It feels like something's gone dramatically wrong as well. Like it's not just that, that there's a clip missing. It's like one of those things that you might see where a whole power gets shut off to the building yeah. or something. It's very dramatic. Uh, but yeah. the unnecessary whack to strides as well. <laughs> Nothing to do with me when you just whacked his editing abilities. Yeah, I reckon that's something Strange would do. <laughs> anyway, um, we got another one. I'm going to try and play the mix down here. Let's go. Boss of the week. Boss of the week. Boss, 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 boss. Boss of boss the week. Of the week. <laughs> oh, okay, I can't hear it. This is great. You've got a full radio station set up now. Yeah, I know, but you can't hear anything, so we just have to, to oh, run through it. Uh, now, what have you got for Boss of the Week here, Barks? Yeah, Boss of the Week. Uh, quick one, NBL season is about to kick off next week, but um, you know how every sort of um, every year you want to do something a bit different for Indigenous round, whether it be Pride round or something like that, and then there's always the, sort of those questions at the back of all our, our minds like, we do such a great job celebrating this for the one round of the year, but it needs to be, sort of be something we can carry over the whole season. Like it, it's part of us no matter what, no matter what the round is. And I think we've started to see things trip, triple trickle in. Yeah, that's the right word. Yeah, Good trickle luck. in. Um, quick boss to Perth Wildcats and Sydney Kings who for their um, 
they're playing uniforms this year have got, um, whether it be, I think the Perth Wildcats have an Indigenous trim down the side of their uniforms and Sydney Kings also have something um, something that represents either the, the land they're on or um, the history of um, a certain players or, or their club when it relates to Indigenous culture. So uh, shout out to them because I think it's a very good, I don't know what your thoughts are, Jules, but I think it is a very relevant point where we, we all celebrate the round really well, but how do you how do you include it into your team full time? Yep. How do you how do you have a, a permanent recognition of um something that we've all agreed is very important to acknowledge? Um I think it it just makes sense, doesn't it? Like why wouldn't you yeah. um acknowledge, especially that the, we do such a good job or we make such an effort to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land. What better way to do it than like a traditional recognition on everything that you play? Yeah, in or every time you play, yeah, put on the uniform. Yeah, so it goes unsaid. No, I love that stuff. I think that's a. I think it's a way forward. Um, yeah. And mine's not as serious of a boss. I just again, I've got so much shit saved in my like TikToks and my likes <laughs> for this show, but Off-season I was just stuff. scrolling through this. Um, this guy is my favorite boss of the week. It's. On this Twitter account called Absolute uh, f- uh, Football Shit ha- Housery or something like that. Oh no, I fucked this up. Um, and the tweet says, "Disgusting. No space for behaviour like this <laughs> in football." And it's just a close up of the ump walking through the screen. And there's a guy in the background <laughs> that's just like making a funny face, like sticking his tongue out. <laughs> it's such good. I love the interaction that tweet gets. Oh, um, it's just the innocent fan stuff. Yeah, I love that. That's my boss of the week. Yeah, good boss. Best. That's the best stuff that you find on Twitter. <laughs> I love that. Now, the last fun fun segment. What do you want to do? do you fun want- segment. You you like, introduce we- this because I it was your idea and I love it. Well, I, I'm no, seeing it. Like, do we need like a like a do we need a name? Do we need what it is? Because we don't really know what it is. Well, I so I'm seeing this as like a Caro's arrow type thing. Maybe we call it Bucks's bite because <laughs> I think uh, I think this has some potential. So for everyone listening at home, we wanted to add something in to the end to finish off with a bang, um, as is seen in our run sheet notes. But we, we want it to be either a controversial opinion that one of us has on content and sports or a controversial call or something that will start a, a bit of an argument between the two of us or discussion, let's say. Because <laughs> we love, we we love, love an it. All right, discussion. Yeah. So I'm going to kick this off first because I've got one. It doesn't okay. need a visual representation what are we but, calling this, Jules? Do we want to come back to this or? Why don't we call it the punch-on? <laughs> the punch-on. We need to relate to content. Ding, we need a, a, working, <laughs> be a, working, um, a working title for this one, but basically it's uh, an excuse to argue at the end of every episode. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll come up with a name and we'll work it in. Maybe we'll take a vote during the week. Yeah. Um, my one... Uh, it's gonna. I reckon this is gonna cause a bit of a stir amongst my graphic designer friends. Um, I am starting to think that every team's sports graphics in the AFL are looking the same. 
I am not arguing with you. Oh, I, th- I uh, I think um, I, I uh, like graphics in general, or like, do you have a specific game day? I, oh, I'd say, oh, let's go with like game day. I think that they're all starting to fall into a very similar look and feel of like big person uh, stadium that they're like standing or sitting in or like some sort of element, blurred mm. motion elements oh, blurred flying text, through eh? the air. No, I don't hate it. I really love it, but I'm just saying like it's all starting to feel like I look through every club account and it's about the same. That's, I, that's my take. Yes, for the most part, I agree. So we're not going to fight this one. We'll ease into okay. this a little. I think we're doing very – I think the AFL landscape particularly is doing a very good job of changing up each game day, mm. starting to look different. And I don't know if we've inspired this, Jules, but it's something I we touched on us. a few months ago. Yeah, I reckon it was us. So I'll leave it at that. I agree 95% with you. I think 5%. No, actually, I agree with you. Let's yeah. let's see something new. We want, we want to see something changed up. Yep. Um, and that's um, not a whack because I think it would be bloody hard to come up with a, a new style. Oh, yeah. And just let's following not trends. Take that yeah, let's not take that away. Yeah, that's very similar. Be bloody hard, but um, that's the challenge. It's not an easy world out there, so <laughs> suck it up. Um, I'll, I want to throw a quick one at, at you, Jules, just because we put it on our Twitter during the week and I want to get your opinion on this. If you – when you do something um, tricky or that you feel is quite a – quite a hard thing to do in your in your role or when in past roles um let me let me start this again (laughs) during the week i saw a nice behind the scenes video of how someone did something on after effects and it got me thinking about if i were to do something tricky with my role something that i don't think a lot of people knew would i happily show people how i did it or would i keep it to myself because there's a bit of pride in that and you sort of it's a competitive world out there and I think I would lean towards just keeping it to myself. Okay. Why? Because I think it's a, the creative world. You've got to stand out. And I think selfishly, if I, it depends what it is. Like if it was this, I'm, I'm thinking massive, like big picture. If I did this unbelievable thing that nobody knew, hypothetically, nobody knew how I did it, I would find joy in keeping that to myself. Mm-hmm. I think I'd share it with, if people asked, I think I'd share it with my team, but there would be a part of me that would be like, nah, stuff, yeah, like I I like that I did this and nobody knows how I did it. Because isn't that just part of the creative world? Yeah, I think so. Um, but it kind of goes against everything that we It does, doesn't we it? Say. <laughs> that's, the other, that's the other part. Um, I'm going to <clears throat> partially agree, but more so lean towards disagree. I agree because, like, I do it with certain things. Like, um, I'm not. I'm probably not approaching this in the same like creative way that you are. But like, I do a lot of um, mark uh, digital advertising, right? And I'm so keen on keeping that. I don't want to say intellectual property, but the way that we do things in house and not like sharing like segmentation or like advertising strategies even though it's not groundbreaking but i just don't want that to like you know get out or like become so widely spread that like we don't have that competitive advantage so i get that yeah so you're talking more like internally versus externally 
it, yeah. So like, I, w- I wouldn't yeah. go on on Twitter and be like, "Hey, like, we sold X amount of merchandise this <laughs> month we using this Facebook that, yeah. ads." Like, this is how we did it. Yeah, it's but, very dependent on what what the thing is. Yeah, but I thought it just it's I thought it's just a funny sort of like human insight into what you'd actually do, like yeah. honestly do. I think like. I don't know. I, I learn a lot from these threads, but my other thing is that controversial. I think there's too many threads on Twitter now. Like people are just getting fucking ridiculous. Like it's supposed on to be what? Oh, just everything, man. Like everything's a fucking thread. <laughs> I, uh, you got a, a twelve-part series of like how I did this. It's like, mate, just tell me in two hundred characters or less, and I or I don't care. Oh, okay, so you 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 don't care. You like that the information's being shared. It's just how it's being shared. Nah, it's I, too I long do for you. I do see like, um, like this is perfect. Like this is a break it down using a fisheye lens, placing the camera low, angling it up high with a short video of how like the process worked. Yeah, perfect. Like, don't give me sixty different tweets <laughs> on like step yeah. one. <laughs> It's a very good point. And yeah. that's, that probably goes to your learning style, though. Yeah, it does. Yeah, also. This, that, that, that's the idea. We need yeah. a name. Sorry, Jules, go on. Uh, no, I'll save this one for another week. I, we, I can't burn all my, like, opinions on stuff in, in one. Okay. Yeah, we we'll save a, it for next week. I want to see what we should call this. So if, you, if you're listening to this and you have an idea of the end um, fighting segment or debate, <laughs> whatever you want to call it, let us know. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's uh. Let's wrap this bad boy up, Bucks. Uh, we've been speaking for a while, haven't okay, we? Get the cling wrap out. Let's uh put it in the fridge. Keep it fresh. Okay, guys. Wrap it up. Now that was the end of the first episode of season four. Um, oh, it's good to be back. It's good to be back. Look, we can't promise this is going to be a weekly show. We we're not going to commit to that. We're going to commit to bringing you fresh shit when we can probably every week <laughs> <laughs> no we'll, we'll try our best it's, we'll try our best it's something yeah anyway let's not harp on about it let's we'll not harp on we'll about it um but no thank you for your patience as we um worked out what we were doing with season four and we hope you have enjoyed the first episode and and us being back on your on your screens and in your ears um as always you can listen via pretty much any podcasting channel new episodes tend to come out on a a wednesday um just depending on when we film uh you can watch along on youtube hopefully uh not promising that this this week because we've just tried new software but um, hopefully it all works properly and we'll have everything up on YouTube for you. Um, more examples and more content from the show via our socials, especially Twitter and Instagram. Um, Barks, any any other closing remarks? No, nothing at all. You've wrapped it up well. It's good to be back. Good to see your face. I'll see you tomorrow at the office. Love you all. Thank you for listening. I uh, love you. Goodbye. You drunk? <laughs> you know, I still can't see a camera for the last like, 15 minutes. It's been-